Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking about some famous couples in history, ones you may have heard of, but you don't know the full story on, ones that have seemed to make an amazing life purpose together. And we're going to talk about them in aura color and hopefully get something with mediumship on them. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Uh, well, I, the first couple I have down on the list is me and you. Oh. <laughs> should, I, should we scratch that? Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, not there, we're not there yet. Right. We're, we're, we're maybe one day, but we're not there yet. Well, I, I loved this topic and shout out to, to Shelby, Dr. Shelby, uh, who makes my graphics a lot. And she gave, she's like, Hey, you should do these couples for Valentine's day. And I was looking at them and I'm like, I was like, honestly, and I'll tell you which couples like really got me. I felt called to do this episode from looking at a lot of these people's pictures. It was really fascinating to me. But anyways, in readings all the time, if you're married, it's an, it's not just something, it's not just a social contract. Like there's an energetic component to it that is really it influences who you are. It influences what you do. I mean, not just on the day-to-day, you know, and I feel like it's important to remember that when you're married or in your, you're in a long-term commitment with, with somebody um, to have something called, I call it, a shared vision. This is the number one thing I see is so important for married couples or long-term, whatever, partners. Okay, we'll just call it that for partners. Um, you have to have, and I'll see it. If, if your partner's on one page and you're on the other, or you're just living life super superficially, like what's her dinner? Who's picking up the kids? What are we? It doesn't work. Like you need to have some sort of, you can do it in different ways, but you have to have a, a certain goal. And a lot of the couples we're going to be talking today, maybe social reform or like science or something like that. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be the family or, or we want to do this together or whatever it is. You have to have a shared vision does that make sense yeah no that that totally makes a lot of sense um yeah i think i think you know we do right i I think we do when it comes to uh, what we're trying to achieve i feel like we've always tried to get on the same page yeah you know i think like part of it might also be my (laughs) like indigo nature slash my codependent issues (laughs) like because i'll be like wait a second you feel energetically distant from me wait a second wait a second we have to get on the same page what do you want what do i want let's merge that vision together it's changed over the years yeah that's true and i guess the question i have is you know i our colors i'm red blue you're purple indigo yeah those seem to fit pretty well let's say someone's like struggle let's say a couple is struggling to find this like together purpose that you've been talking about it could it be just because their colors like maybe two colors just don't is never gonna have like let's say someone's yellow blue (laughs) and the other the guy's red purple or something it's just never gonna happen i can't say never i can't say never because i've seen so many people make it work yeah you know and and i think what it is is no matter what your aura color is you have to figure out (laughs) <laughs> in aura color, but you really, you have to figure out what, I can only talk about it in aura color. So you have to figure out your aura colors or have an idea, you know, like, and, and be like, okay, like my partner communicates this way. I communicate this way. What is the problem? What are the walls that we're facing? I, for example, I see this so much. I see a lot of strong, independent, let's just say yellow women. All right. I see a lot of strong, independent, yellow women you know, sometimes yellow, purple, sometimes yellow, blue. And what don't they do? They don't tell their husbands what they need. Okay. So they're like, they get used to doing it for themselves, doing it for themselves, doing it for themselves. And then all of a sudden they're like, I feel disconnected from my partner. And it's like, well, you have to tell him with your words, you know, like what you need. And there's like a wall there with them because they're like, because they have this agreement, like, well, that would be weak or he should mind read me. Or it's like, but that effort, that vulnerability is how you let somebody else help you and you lean on them. So that's just one example, you know, and, and no marriage is perfect. Like you have to make compromises and accommodations for how the other person works too, but a lot of it is energy. So like, let's say you're saying like you have a a yellow and a red. All right. So he's yellow, she's redder, you know, and, and they're butting heads. Then you got to go to your secondary colors. (laughs) you have to, which I'll see people do because maybe he's red, blue and you're yellow, blue. Then we got to go blue when we talk to each other. 
And then we are red on our own and yellow on our own. And we respect, you know, we, we don't step on each other's toes right. in those areas, but we find blue places to, to spend time together. So that's kind of how, right. how we have and, to understand and, it. Okay. What, and what if like some, let's say a couple's the same colors. Let's say someone, they're both purple, blue. Now, first of all, everyone's crying. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings there. Right. But maybe that's, that's too much purple like if it's two together is that could that be yeah i'll see that sometimes and then what happens is one ends up being a bit more of a louder energy than the other person which down the line sometimes can lead to resentment so the other person has to understand hey sometimes i have to take the lead in certain areas sometimes you have to take the lead we have to trade off the other person has to understand that they're very sensitive too okay and if they're not comfortable admitting that they're purple blue or they're sensitive if they're not comfortable admitting that, there's going to be problems because sometimes I'll see somebody who doesn't admit that they're, you know, usually not the person I'm reading. The other person that we're talking about doesn't understand how sensitive emotionally they are. And then the other person is constantly buffering that for them and protecting them and making sure they don't um, have to confront those issues in themselves. But in a marriage, like, you got to be authentic. You have to be real, like, the the good, the bad, the ugly. Like, you have to be honest about yourself. You have to be honest about the other person in a nice way and then love it anyways and find ways to circumnavigate it. But you can do it all, like, energetically, which is what I do in readings. And and sometimes I'll just feel people, they feel single, but they're married. And that makes me sad. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, sometimes I'll be like, you know, you feel single... Not, okay. you know, and that's because they so what got. That, what does that feel like? It feels like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. How does like, somebody yeah, how do you, like look at a yeah. picture? Because remember, they gave you a picture. Like, yeah, just okay. Set this up for them. Yeah, so they feels, give you the picture, right? Maybe it's a phone reading or something. Yes, they give you a picture. You see the picture, and then maybe they're married, but you say, "Well, they feel single, right?" And you might even say to them, "Oh, are you single, right?" I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so what gives you that? How do you know that? Well, sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, you feel single, but not." That's when they feel single, but it's not good. Like they feel sad about it or upset about it. So if somebody feels like sad or upset and single, it's kind of like a lonely feeling. Okay. You feel lonely, but you're living with people. That's what it feels like. So it's kind of like if you know someone's holding back or you know they're kind of self-containing, but they don't want to be like that. That's kind of what it feels like to me. It feels like somebody who's lonely that's what it feels like if and you ever and you just feel that through the yeah the i just feel through the picture I, wow. i'll have to find a different way to explain oh, that because it just feel they'll feel lonely to me but like they shouldn't feel lonely in their okay. heads they're like i shouldn't feel lonely but i'm lonely but sometimes right. they're not admitting that or whatever and sometimes it's just because they're an independent person they'll feel single sometimes and that's fine sometimes in marriages you know every marriage works differently so sometimes people are just a little more independent and so I'll feel somebody who just feels single, but it just means they're just very independent. A lot of times it has to do with money. I'll tell you, I can tell if you keep your money together or not. Some couples yes. separate money and that's just some couples do that. Like we don't. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a <laughs> but, whole, that might be a whole podcast topic. Money's just energy. Right? I can tell. I'm like, you guys have separate money. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's part of why you probably feel single and that's fine. That's how you guys work yeah. or whatever, but it definitely does add to you feeling more independent or, or sovereign because money is, isn't money. And if we just understood this, we'd get more of it. But like, and all of us, it's very hard to understand that. And I'm working on it too. But money isn't money. Money is just energy. So like when you pool it together, there's a lot of uh, energetic intertwining that happens between a couple. Yeah. And I mean, it's everything. It's like groceries. It's, 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 yeah, it's like mean, every just, part of life. It's very intrusive. Yeah. I mean, we've always put everything together. It's just, yeah. just one big pot. You know, I, I don't, yeah, that'd be so weird to me. Like, and I know a lot of people do it, so I don't want to no, knock it or anything. No, it works but for some people. people. It, but it's like, it'd be so weird. Like, hey, we're going out to dinner. Like, okay. All right, Scott, you pick up the check this time? Or, yeah, like, that's that how they do it. Or they have like separate monies, but like a shared account that they okay. put in a certain amount to for that kind of a thing, like groceries or going out or this or okay. that. That would make sense. Or they have separate credit yeah, cards. Yeah. Like everybody does it different who yeah. does it that way. Sometimes it's good. Like we were talking about different um, aura colors. Like if, you, like if one's yellow and one's red, for example, like, you know... I don't want to be told how to spend my money. I'm yellow. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me what to do. I don't want to be questioned on my credit card choices. I don't want to be questioned on my Amazon. I don't want to be questioned. And it's just better for the marriage <laughs> to have separate accounts, which is works for them. But I'll tell you, it can add to you feeling single. 
feeling single in a marriage isn't always negative. It depends on, you know, all the circumstances, but I, I, I feel that too. But I feel the number one thing with relationships is you have to have a shared vision together. That's what keeps it moving forward. Cause I really, I just doing all these readings, it's like partnerships aren't just for survival. They're really, or, you know, love or like whatever you didn't get in childhood or whatever, like partnerships are really for merging your energy in the best way possible and achieving something. Okay. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Right. Right. We're merging our energy. As as I've been told, I've been told that we've merged our energies. That basically we're one person. Well, yeah. If you ever like, I feel like like, we're one big red, blue, purple, indigo mess now. We're like one mind. mind. It's kind of like in Stranger Things, like the the upside down. There's like the one mind. Okay. And they jump over, like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you remember. You know, the upside down, like you can't touch the gooey things because it's the one mind. It's like a. That's us. That's us. Okay. <laughs> Take that how you will. All right. Well, at least I'm not the guy that got eaten by the vector dog or whatever they call that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> played Rudy. The guy who played Rudy. We watched this whole thing I can't, I and can't we don't remember, remember anything. Any and we watched all of them. A, I'm going to be honest. Stranger Things was not good. All right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. I understand that. But, uh, you know, it wasn't that good. Randomly. The the first season was good. And then after that, it was downhill. But all right. All right. So I think we're going to do one ad. And then we have these couples. We're going to go through them. I don't, I can guess their colors. You didn't tell me their colors beforehand. No. But I think I can guess a lot of them. And I think you're going to find this really interesting. I get really overwhelmed sometimes. Like my metabolism just feels sluggish or my tummy, I have issues or I'm just like so low energy sometimes. And I know, I know it's because I'm not taking care of myself nutritionally. Like I understand that about myself. So, but I, then I get all overwhelmed and I'm like, how do I fix that? Well, Sakara, I'm so glad I found this through the podcast. Sakara has an answer. The new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs designed to solve your biggest health concerns from weight management to digestive uh, problems. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And can I tell you, it is delicious. I, it is delicious and it's filling and I'm a cravings person. Okay. Like it'll hit me. And I'm like, I need to have like whatever I'm craving. And it's, I don't have that when I'm doing my Sakara plans. Because the way that they feed you, it's, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. And, and I'm, I'm really satisfied and I feel so much better after I do one of their programs. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash KYA or enter code KYA at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash KYA to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So you gave me this topic this week, and I'll be honest. I was, you know, when you first presented it to me, these couples in history, and you gave me like this laundry list of them. There was like 10, <laughs> 15 different couples on the list. I was like, eh. You know, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really want to get, you know, I don't want to do the history of these. I, you know, yeah, some of them yeah. I knew a little bit about, you know, very little. I mean, I even taught about the first one that we're going to get to and, and a couple others. But, you know, I did it so surface that I just wasn't so into it. But then as, you know, believe it or not, as I started to research them, and I really got into it. So I, think, I, I yeah. picked four, four different couples. And the first one I started with was uh, Marie and Pierre Curie. Who, I, I mean, I, I taught history, as most people know by now, if you listen to the podcast. And, you know, I, I breezed through the science stuff. Like, that was, to me was like, oh, I got to get through this unit on, the, on all the scientists, you know, Rutherford and, I don't know, Planck and all these I guys. I don't remember and, anything. And I was just, like, so bored with it. <laughs> I figured they're all these green dudes. And, but, you know, this was actually the first time I actually did some research on one of these scientists, more than the, you know, the basic... Uh, more know, than just they, their work. Yeah, more than just their work. Mm-hmm. So this was the first couple. All right. So I I mean, obviously, I think these two are greens, but give us their aura colors. I'm assuming Maria and her husband, Pierre, are both green. I don't I'm 
guessing. So Marie and Pierre Curie, this is the first picture that like struck me. I was like, whoa, whoa, because Marie Curie is turquoise and green. Now I've talked about this in other episodes. It's really hard. Like, so when I look back in the older generations, aura colors are all over the place and it's just because of social norms of the time and what was acceptable or not and how much of an influence had over you know, who you were, how much society had an influence over who you were. So to have a turquoise woman and a green turquoise woman at that, I mean this, and my, when I'm looking at her, my number one thing is she must have had such blinders on not to be destroyed by society. And I don't know her story, but she feels like she was probably just so flipping smart that maybe it was just like, what, who, huh? Like that. Yeah. And then her husband I didn't even know she had one because you only ever hear Marie Curie. Right. And th- that was actually the, the first thing that I found so odd because usually, you know, if you're talking about people in the 1800s, you're talking about the guys. Yeah. You're not talking about the women. The women weren't even allowed into the universities to study science, you know, pretty much just a few years earlier. They weren't even allowed there. So very interesting that she's the one that goes down. Not Pierre. I didn't even know who Pierre Curry was until right. this is very that's strange to me as well. Yeah, but, and, right. and he's green blue. Okay, so so yeah, there's two greens, two greens in love, two greens in love. All right, well, what did these two? If you don't know what they did, um, Pierre is considered to be like the father of modern physics. And again, not, this is a lot of green stuff, so I'm not so into <laughs> it. This was the hardest one for me to do oh, really? because. They were talking about all their achievements, and I'm just like, what are these things? <laughs> like, I'm sure they're important. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're pioneers in radioactive studies. That's, okay. that, that's their big thing. Um, so he was born in, in Paris, 1859. He is interesting. Now, I know you only have this photo of him from probably, I don't know what year, like the 1800s, right. probably, obviously. His, his dad, he got all his tra- – they were very poor. So he got all his training from his dad. Wow. So I'm assuming – that his father must have been green. Yeah. Right? If he's green too. You yeah. know, because his dad taught him all the science and the oh, math and all okay. that stuff. Wow. Um, you know, and they, they struggled with money, so he couldn't go to the, the schooling for that. So the question then I first have for you would be, could Pierre just be green because his dad was green or was he inherently green? Oh, I get that all the time. Like, is er, no, he's green. This guy is green. Yeah. Yeah. But did he come from his father? And he was he's a- very blue too. So he could have absorbed a lot that's from what, dad. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like he's very blue too. And his blue is, and that might be why he also, also energetically takes a step back from Marie Curie. Even history right. is like a big vibe. And maybe that's why they're kind of like, oh, not you so much. Marie Curie. That's interesting. Like that. So he's very blue. So he, it might've accentuated his ability to be green <laughs> or his ability to understand everything his dad was telling him and maybe the enthusiasm as well because of his blue. Blue people can learn anything and a lot of, you know, if you are, have the mental capacity to do it and you're blue, that's why I see blue people and indigo people everywhere. Cause you'll just absorb what you don't understand and make it work. It's like osmosis. So yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I thought. Well, they met uh, I think it's like he, uh, science. He was a scientist as well at the time. I think he was a, possibly a professor when they when they met. Eighteen ninety five. They get married, and they start to go to work with each other. Now the, again, they're ver- they were both from poor families, so they're both working through all of this. Like they wow. don't have the free time to figure out new elements. Wow. That's what you know they're known for. Oh, okay. So they're constantly you know doing their. They're both teachers, professors, and they're working. And they're trying to figure out these new scientific achievements. So wait, they were the people that found the things on the periodic table? Yes. They, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. They well, found all those boxes with the letters in them. They found them too. They found oh, them too. Yeah, not okay. all the boxes. <laughs> like helium wasn't them. Hydrogen. No. I definitely like to no. come here with no knowledge of no, anything no. and just get- yeah. The, the famous one is, is radium. Oh, She's, yeah. I knew that one. And she goes, she goes down as the founder. He doesn't really go down as the founder, but they've worked on it together. Okay. I, um, I found it interesting that they did every – God just reminded me of, you know, bring it back to us, of course. <laughs> they were working out of like a little shack in the back of their house. That's like what we do. It's like our podcast. Yeah. You, know, we, you know, we got microphones. We used to have the microphones on the uh, books. We put them yes. on the books. Yes. You know, we're – no, we're low budget here. We're we still, are. We're still fairly low budget. <laughs> it's true. And it reminded me of them because 
they were working with like outdated instruments oh. and they were working with <laughs> like us um, and they were working with like with the bottom of the barrel equipment <laughs> okay like us and jumanji and um so yeah i mean it kind of reminded me of us that they had this passion <laughs> that they, you know because I, I was doing the job trying to do this when i was teaching right they're trying to do it when they're teaching yes you know so they're trying to pull the thing how the heck the did time. she get to be a teacher like how did that happen like as a woman and turquoise i can't imagine what she went through yeah it it was, it was incredible um so again they, they founded these two elements radium and polonium and okay. she, she named that after because she's from she was polish oh she was polish then moved to france to you know to be with uh pierre but so those were the two. They get the Nobel Prize. Wow. She's the first woman to win the Nobel Prize, in, I think in the, in the sciences at least. Uh, she actually won two. She won one with her husband, and they, they shared that with another scientist dude who came up with something with uh, radiology as well. Okay. Um, but then he dies. Unfortunately, he dies tragically. Um, I don't know if you want to kind of read well, his picture. I mean, you know, he's, these two really did stop me in my tracks. Um, not only cause she's turquoise, uh, but also because he is so, and this is weird cause it's a long time ago. You know what I mean? And, and people always ask like, Hey, don't people, don't souls move on? Or like, how does that work? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to read older pictures cause they're not as present. He feels very present in a lot of ways. So it's interesting to me. So Philip. To me, feel sorry, Pierre. That's weird. I don't know. Philip yeah. Pierre to me feels like a talker, like on the other side. Anyways, it's a lot. He feels like a support, so mm-hmm. a big support for her, support for other people, and the way that he dies to me, like you said, tragically. But I do get they had such a love, like so. So it's very sad to me, and it feels like there's a lot of longing and unsaid, but also like they know each other's hearts. So knowing each other so well inside and out, like that kind of thing, even though he left untimely, it feels to me that there wasn't anything lost between them. So it just, I guess it just feels like a really nice love story is what I'm trying to say. And, and he looked at her like a person. Sometimes I like green people are like that most of the time when they're balanced. <laughs> uh, they have wonderful open minds. So Back to the whole generation thing, I feel like with him, he didn't look at woman, man, you know, he was more kind of like person or what are you talking about? Like accepting her and embracing her and not fitting her in a box, which is exactly as a green turquoise, she wasn't ever going to be able to do, be in any sort of box. So, so I just get that from him. A lot of love, I guess, and a lot of support. That's what it feels like to me. I agree with that. I mean, because she does go on, he dies in 1906 and he the way he died was he had a fatal skull fracture. He fell beneath the wheel of a horse-drawn That's vehicle. That's horrible. And died instantaneously. Oh, my God. Yeah. At, at That's 46. terrible. So, oh. But she does go on. Like I said, she goes on to win another Nobel Prize after he is passed. And he also had side projects he worked on, too. But I think – and I don't, know, I don't know what you could say. One was smarter than the other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these scientists work in terms of the intelligence mm-hmm. level. But you, he might have even said to you, like, she's the – the brains, she, more of the brains behind the operation. She feels brilliant. Yeah. Like, like brilliant. he does too, but he feels like he's a, a pleaser, like an absorber. Yeah. I'm sure he is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But like, and just for her to stay turquoise and green at that time, like I said, she must have been so, she feels smart. She feels otherworldly almost. She had to go somewhere else and, and maybe the trauma from her upbringing it seems like that played into it too like she knew how to put herself in a whole different place where just focus was and she could shut out everything else which is great when you're a scientist because you have to streamline all that so i don't know these do a lot of energy around them okay well this this was the one this was the toughest one for me to relate to being the both these greens and the science and all that so it was a little bit tricky for me but the next couple let's move on to the next couple okay this one it really kind of hit home and i'm gonna i don't know again i don't know their colors it is uh caesar chavez and his wife helen and i don't know how many people know who these uh people are uh, might be you know maybe not as known as the curries so this this couple struck struck me because he he was kind of like 
talking to me a little bit when I was doing oh, wow, really? the research. So I'm going to guess that he's a red-blue. Yeah. Uh, so this is a couple. They were migrant workers, farm, farm workers, um, grapes, picking grapes and stuff like that. This is in the uh, – they were born in the 20s, uh, and they became uh, union workers, like to help unions, to basically give life to the plight of the workers in Southern California wow. and Arizona – and they became huge in this. So let's let's get their colors, and then I'll go into their their history. First, just get let's get their colors. All right. So Caesar Chavez. Caesar Chavez. He's red and blue. Okay, that's but what I thought. He has green in there, okay. but I wonder if that was from needing to implement yeah. strategy. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes red blue people get passionate and fired up, and they're real good at that with people. But then they kind of are like, oh, what's next? Like, so the vision. And is she like? Blue indigo? Yeah, she's blue purple. Blue but purple, like, okay. yeah, but it's really hard to be indigo, yeah. I feel like, for certain people. <laughs> like, just, you know, I feel like just the way she was brought up, there are probably walls around the... She probably could have been indigo because she's so deep blue, but the walls that were up from just protecting herself and whatnot, I don't see indigo and I see more blue, but that's just cultural and just like what's been, th- what she's been through. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like, and she feels like major, she feels like the type, wait, what's her name again? Helen? Yeah. Helen feels like the type to me where she found her voice eventually. So a lot, that's a big yeah. problem with a lot of like purple blues or bluer people in general, indigo people. They have a hard time finding their voice. Plus she's a woman. Plus, you know, she's not white, you know, plus it's that time uh, in our country and plus, you know, where she's at socially. And she, I feel like she got to the point where she was like, guess what? Don't care. I'm going to say it. All right. So let me go into a little bit of history of the, of this incredible couple. All right. So both of them poverty, so, you know, came, came from poverty. The well, well, it doesn't even matter which one they both both of them basically had almost the same identical story growing up. So Caesar Chavez learned right right away about injustice. You know they had the, him and his father, or his father had a property uh, that he was supposed to receive. He did all this work to to clear the land, and then you know a white landowner promised that hey, you do all this, and then you'll get this portion of the land. Of course, he never gave it to him. You know, the, he went to lawyers. The lawyer said, there's nothing we can do. The lawyer said, hey, why don't you just buy it yourself? They actually he did get a loan from the bank. Couldn't pay the loan, of course, and he loses the land, loses it all. So they're, they're drifters, you know, him and his family. Uh, they go to California. You know, they were in Arizona. They go to California. They go back to California. They're just working the fields. He gets an – I think he made it to eighth grade, and then he has to drop out, and he's got to just work the fields, you know – as many hours as it, as it takes. Same thing with, with Helen. Poor, she's working in the fields, drops out of school. I think she dropped out one year later than uh, Caesar did. Father dies. So once the father dies, she's got to go into the fields full time. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough life. You know, it's a very, very tough life to live. So I think that, of course, you know, definitely probably puts the red on both, or, you know, him definitely, and maybe her too. I don't even know, but... Um, so then they get married. In 1948, they get married, and they have not one, not two, but eight children. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they got a lot of kids. Right. A lot of mouths to feed. But, you know, they, they start to to make it a little bit. You know, they're, they're actually making it. They're, you might even consider them lower middle class at this point, you know. But, you know, they're both working real hard. But there's something in Caesar that can't let the injustice go. And yeah. this is when he's like, this is when I was like, really, he was like really talking. I thought he was like yeah. really talking to me. Right. And I, that's why I thought he was red, blue. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's gotta be a red, blue. Yeah. And you know, and is, and Helen is the one actually behind him convincing him like, Hey, yeah, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. And it's with her backing that they start to make magic happen. Wow. So, they leave the cushy. I mean, I wouldn't call it cushy. Yeah, but they leave it's safe. The, it's a safe middle class, right. lower middle class lifestyle, mm-hmm. and they're gonna. They're basically gonna put themselves back into poverty Whoa. to try to help the the workers, the migrant workers of you know California and Arizona, and like eventually other places. And he starts to read. You know, he, he starts to read. You know, uh, Gandhi. Okay. You know, Gandhi. You know, sit-ins and nonviolent protests and all that stuff, fasting and. 
marches, and he starts to read the, the works of Gandhi, and eventually he realizes, well, we, you know, if we do this on our own, we're never, nothing's ever going to happen for us. Yeah. We have to somehow come together, you know, form a, you mean, a, a union. Okay. So he is considered to be the founder in 1962 of the National Farmers Workers Association, you know, the, the union for farmers wow. in, in this region. And he, he just, he uses the works of Gandhi to, to kind of guide it, you know, that we got to do the marches, we got to do the nonviolent protest. And really, he just wants to bring dignity back to the farmer. Oh, wow. That's his, his goal. And without, with these, this, this couple, power, I mean, they're together, they're a force. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I, I don't even want to say how incredible it is. Their story is just incredible that this guy worked tirelessly to, to bring decency and humanity to these people. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Love this guy. So, yeah. Uh, what, what do you get from their pictures? Well, when I look at Cesar Chavez, I just get this, like, there's something bigger than this life. And he knew that. Yeah. That it's okay to sacrifice. Like, it's so hard to understand, but when you're more 5D, I think, and he was very, very 5D. And so my what I'm trying to say is he knew that this life is very short and you have a purpose. And if you have to sacrifice yourself for that purpose, then it's okay. Like, he was going to let it burn for the sake of something bigger than him. And so I got a lot of sacrifice there. And I feel like Helen's, it's talk about shared vision. Like she gets it and she's like, yes, this is what we're doing with our life. And it feels like spiritual to them. And it feels like, um, this is worth it. And they love each other, but it's also, we can do so much better together when we throw ourselves in the pot together like that. Um, talk about complementary colors. Mm, like, yeah. you know, he needed somebody to be like, hey, it's okay. And I got your back and let's do this together and you're right and I'll help you, you know, and, and like let's – let's, and I feel like they're big on priorities too. So, yeah, so he's really strong and I feel like he's still – and, you know, it's interesting. I don't know – I don't follow this and I don't know what this means, but I get a rumble around his energy. That's different. I don't know. I don't quite know what that. It's like a. It's like an earthquake or a tremor. I wonder if this is going to start boiling back up. And I usually don't get world stuff or like current event stuff, but that's what it feels like to me. It's like his energy starting to rumble back up. So I wonder if there's any changes or something on the horizon with that world right now or something like that, because it feels like he keeps coming up. So it's interesting because he read Gandhi to inspire. He was inspired by Gandhi. Yeah. People, I'm sure, have always been have been inspired by Cesar Chavez, but I feel like something even revolutionary could continue to happen because of this currently. So it's just interesting to yeah. me. That's what I get with him. He's got like a bigger kind of like, ugh, like some people, they don't, they stay in a movement. So when you're kind of talking about it, they're still present. So that's what he feels like to me. Wow. But her yeah. too. Her too. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the sacrifices they made. I mean, she went back to the fields working for a dollar an hour or whatever wow. it was, you know, just, and put, I mean, they put themselves back into poverty yeah, to get this done. And they did. So he, unfortunately, at the age of 66, he went to, to sleep one night oh. and he didn't wake up. Heart. So, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but I mean, the guy was working tirelessly. I right. mean, this guy, all these two did was work. Oh my God. I mean, all they did was work. For this cause, yeah, um, they do get on. They get honored, you know, a lot of honors. Um, a lot of the things that he worked for went back the other way once he died, mm. uh, unfortunately. But you know, I, I saw some images with Helen with uh, President Barack Obama, okay, president. So they did get a lot of acknowledgement. So right. that, that is good for what they did. But uh, this one spoke to me the most of all of all the stories. Obviously, you know, him being the red blue, and I mean, I guess we all. I mean, all his red blues inspired to be like Caesar Shines. Yeah, that's really amazing. Like some, as somebody with him, it's like, I think that's a problem sometimes with red, blue people too, with red leaders. It's like they fill the slot and it's hard to fill their shoes. Yeah. You know, but like part of being a leader is like, how do I, how do I make it so somebody else could take this spot? The spot's more, the spot has to be really the thing, <laughs> you know, not the name or whatever. So... Yeah, we need more of him. Yeah. All right, let's do a couple ads and we come back. We've got a couple more couples. 
as a parent of a child with eczema, you just never know when those flare-ups are coming. Okay. I mean, it's so hard to watch her struggle with itch and discomfort from her eczema. Um, and you know, winter's in full swing and you know, she's been flaring up more than usual, but thankfully we have Gladskin since we've been using Gladskin. And then let me tell you, we use every single one of their products and they have a lot to choose from. But since we've been using Gladskin, I actually finally feel like I have some sort of semblance of control or balance over it. Glad Skin is a new category of skin treatment that is made for people of all ages with eczema-prone, acne-prone, and rosacea-prone skin. Inflammatory skin conditions are often driven by disruptions to the bacterial environment living on your skin. Glad Skin specifically works to target the imbalance in your skin's microbiome. But unlike other skin brands and prescription medications, Glad Skin uses microbalance a revolutionary smart protein that restores the balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on your skin so it can finally heal. And it's so effective that 91% of users, adults and children who tried their top selling eczema cream reported significant improvement in just seven days. All right. So Gladskin's new oatmeal free formula, by the way, if you have a baby is non-toxic and free of steroids and other common irritants. Pediatricians and dermatologists love Gladskin for babies three months and up, and it's approved by the National Eczema Association. So start your journey to stronger and healthier skin today with Gladskin. They are offering my listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash KYA. That's gladskin.com slash KYA for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash KYA. I just get so, I hate shopping, you know, like, and I just get so overwhelmed with it. And when I look in my closet and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need some new outfits. I need to change it up. I need to do something. Then I get overwhelmed. Well, shopping for clothes, it can be daunting and you never know if things will fit. Returns are difficult. Sometimes you don't even know where to start, but this season, Stitch Fix can do all the hard work for you. Like I let it do for me. When I feel that way, that's when I just make a fix appointment. It's easy and fun to get started. First, take a few minutes to set up your Stitch Fix style profile. You can answer a few questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, how open you are to trying new styles. It's a really fun, easy quiz. It's all super visual and I like doing it. Then your Stitch Fix's expert stylist will go to work finding items exclusively for you. I mean, they really do listen. Um, you put, I put in notes like what size, what I'm looking for, what I'm not looking for. I get real specific. And let me tell you, you could even put in like your budget, how much you want to spend. They listen to you and then they'll send you, Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try on at home. Keep what you love, send back what you don't, like the shipping returns, exchanges, super easy, free. It comes with a prepaid envelope um, and there's no subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There's no hidden fees. Ever. Very transparent. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash KYA and get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash KYA to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer purchase within two days of sign up. Hey, Scotty. All right. So we got another couple here. Okay. Mildred and Richard Loving. Okay. All right. So... This was a couple, I don't know if anyone knows about this, very famous Supreme Court case, Loving versus Virginia. Now, this one I do, like when I used to teach uh, history, U.S. history, we'd cover it. Again, I didn't go into great detail on it, but we would cover it. Um, They're an interracial couple. Okay. Okay, so Richard, they're both born in Virginia. This is born in the end of the 1930s. She was, okay, so Richard's white, and Mildred is, she's, she's a mix. So he's basically... Native American okay. and some African American ancestry. Okay, I don't know if people know this, but at the time there were states in the 1940s and the 1950s that interracial uh, couples could not be together. They could not get married. Okay, so I don't know. Some people might know that, but some people might. No, no, no yeah, some, yeah. Teach no. it to us like we're eighth grade. Okay, well, mo- most states, <laughs> right? You could. So if you were in New York and, ni- and they get married in 1958. So if you were in New York in 1958, a black person, an African-American, and a white person could get married. Right. But in the state of Virginia, 
that was totally illegal. And I believe at that time there was like 15 other states, something around there, about 16 states where you could not get married interracial couples. All and right. they had all the guidelines of how much percentage. Really? Oh, yeah. Depending on the state. Like if you're this much African-American ancestry, this much Native American, this much Asian. Oh, they, they listed it all out. You know why? Crazy. That's terrifying. Terrifying. I can still see it happening, though. Yeah. <laughs> like and I'm not, I'm not sure about these two colors, but all right, let, let me just get... I'll go okay. through the history on this one, then we'll do the colors. All right, we'll do the colors we'll at the end. a little bit different. We'll do or at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they, they decide to get married, but they can't get married in Virginia, right? Because it's an interracial couple. So they go to Washington, D.C. If you look at a map, Washington touches Virginia. Mm-hmm. Simple. Mildred said... And then they go back to Virginia. Oh. So, okay. And again, now it's illegal, but yeah. if nobody knows, then you're, you'd be fine, but you have to live in secrecy, right? Yeah. Mildred claimed that, you know, she didn't know the law. Uh, Richard, she wasn't sure. He probably knew the law. I yeah. I don't know what his colors were, but he probably did. Right. Anyway, about, I don't know, they maybe were married five, six weeks. They get a knock on the door. Oh, God. It's the sheriff oh, in God. Virginia, right? Oh, God. A little town in Virginia, probably. <laughs> and he arrests them. Oh. He comes in, you know, someone probably tipped him off. One of the neighbors probably said, oh, I saw this couple. It's always the neighbors. It's always the neighbors. With the HOA, too. It's yeah, because you're on the HOA. You guys, <laughs> if always... somebody complained about you, it's one of your neighbors. Yeah, if, you live, <laughs> if you live in an HOA community, it's probably It's your, your neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, it's not me. It's your neighbor. <laughs> uh, so basically, they violated Virginia's Racial Integrity Act, which meant, you know, they cannot live together and be married because they're an interracial couple. They spend the night. He spends a night in jail. They lock her up for three nights. They don't even wow. let her go. They have to, she has to get her father to come pick her up. They wouldn't oh, even God. give her to the care of, you know, her husband. And basically the judge gives him a deal and he says, all right, look, you guys are going to jail or you could leave the state, but you cannot, you're like banished from Virginia for 25 years. Really? As a married couple. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are banished. That's so <laughs> like, Really? You're okay. banishing me? Like, what is this nonsense? I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like the 19... Like, this is what goes on in 1960, you know, 58, 60. Well, weird things are happening now, yeah, so this doesn't I, surprise no, I me. Know. It's like, you're banished Like, you live in Florida. This should not yeah, surprise yeah. you. No, okay. it, it actually doesn't. <laughs> okay. So they moved to Washington, D.C. because it's right. close, but, you know, they don't like it there. Their whole family is in Virginia, and they don't like living, like, the city life in D.C., and finally, and then secretly, they actually do move back to Virginia without okay. telling one. But okay. at this time now, now the civil rights movement is getting in gear. Yeah. Right? Martin Luther King Jr. and all of them are, are getting in gear here. So they take it to the courts. They're like, hey, this is ridiculous. What, you know, why can't we be married? Right. So they actually get it to the Supreme Court of the United States. Wow. 1967, the Supreme Court gets this case on um, Virginia basically saying they can't be married. And the courts rule... In the favor of the Lummings. They mm-hmm. say, look, this violates the 14th Amendment of the United States of America, uh, which is you have equal protection under the law. Mm-hmm. And they basically, what does it matter? You're, if you're a citizen of the United States, you're, you should be equal. Yeah. That's the 14th Amendment. It's in your 14th Amendment. So the, the Supreme Court says that their marriage is legit. And the, these states basically cannot provide these laws anymore oh. which is pretty cool i you know finally you know 1967 yeah um of course you know some states were holdouts alabama <laughs> roll tide <laughs> 2000 they finally say okay really yeah till 2000 <laughs> this, is, this is actually this is actually funny this reminds me when i used to teach um so the 13 and this is going off yeah you think everyone will care i don't know no, I mean, do, it, do, it, do it so the 13th amendment of uh, the United States Constitution abolishes slavery. Okay. Okay. 18, right after the end of the Civil War, 1865. Okay. Slavery is abolished. Right. But, you know, as a state, you have to ratify that. You have okay. to say, okay, you have to vote and say, yep, we agree to that. Oh. Now, it's, now, it's still illegal in the United States. Slavery after that was illegal. Mm-hmm. But technically in that state, if they don't ratify it, it's still legal. It's like a loose end, like a little it's loophole like, it, or like something. A, yeah, it's like a loose end. I mean, right. not that they were practicing it. But it's still loose end. So I always love to tell my kid. I used to love to tell my kids the story that Mississippi didn't ratify the 13th Amendment. What year do you think possibly Mississippi ratified the 13th Amendment? 1865, 13th Amendment comes out. The states ratify it. And then Mississippi ratifies that state in the year. Who gets? I don't know. Oh, God. 1980. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, good, good guess. Oh, really? Yeah, remember 1865. Yeah, so I thought like okay, the 80s, years. maybe they got it together. 1995. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finally get around to it in 1995. Now this is, but this gets even funnier because it's like funny in a dark way. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, in a dark way. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Not, I mean, this yeah. is ridiculous, but right. yeah, in a dark way, it's funny. So. When I was teaching, I always tell the kids, you know, I'd always, te- you know, put them to the test, like, what year do you think they did it? Right. And like, 19, you know, they shout out the guesses. Mm-hmm. It was 1995. But now, actually, I, that was wrong, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Because this is really funny. They finally voted on it in 1995, but apparently no one ever got around to filing it. Stop. So they, you would think like something that important, like yeah. The end of slavery, you would get around, yes. to finally. Right. So it was funny because I'm doing the research. I'm just like, just for your fun, I wanted to look this up. Yeah. I always used to tell that story. And yeah, I they enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. I always told the 1995 story, but they still didn't get their act together and they didn't get it filed. <laughs> Guess what year it actually finally got filed? And it became official the end of slavery in Mississippi, the state of Mississippi. Like 2005. 2013. Stop. <laughs> Somebody actually finally. Someone actually, I think they made a movie or something. And oh, then finally really? it was right, brought to the attention and someone looked into it and they still Come didn't file it. Okay. But anyway, they just, that's America, you know, so. Calling out, calling out call, Mississippi. Calling out Alabama, Alabama Mississippi. Alabama, okay. But 2013, finally, it's officially on the books. End of slavery <laughs> in the state of Mississippi. Wow. That's crazy. All right. But all right, what, do you, what do you get from these guys? All right. Wait, so what happened? Oh, so. They oh, moved oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, like so you the, said there was like. Oh, so, so the they court, won. They won. Yeah. Okay. Now what? And they moved back to. They were allowed to live in Virginia. All right. And unfortunately, oh. which is horrible, they moved back to Virginia. And then I think about eight years later. They were driving home one night, and a uh, God, a drunk driver uh, killed uh, Richard. Oh my so, God! So, and Mildred lived, oh. but Richard died in a from a drunk driver. That's horrible. Yeah, which is horrible. Yeah, mm. and I, yeah, so. that's really sad. Yeah, God. But. When I look at their pictures, all right. So she's tricolored, which is interesting. She's blue and yellow and purple. Okay. And he's green and blue. So, I mean, here's my thing. And I think it's kind of a good kind of trouble, but they were looking for a good kind of trouble. You know, okay. like okay. that's, that's my vibe on these right. two. They were right. like, you know what? <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this. Let's razz up life a little bit. Like, let's poke that bear. Probably most people don't do that. Most people don't do that. Um, if you were an interracial couple and you just like, let's just move, you know, like we're not yeah. doing this. We're not like, going back. come on. And then they went back. You know, I think like, they didn't mind a little bit of that, okay. which is good. And we need that. We need those kind of people in, wor- in this world. But she feels real fun to me. I have to say, like, she feels like she, it's like that purple plus the tricolor. So I can see with her just being really enthusiastic and really just like, let's do this. You know, like her personality feels really feisty and fun. I and mean, that's what she gives me. And then he, Richard to me feels like, in a green way, the justice thing, like where it's like, no. And and he probably was familiar with the law and he's like, this is what I did and this is how it is. And that doesn't make sense. So I'll talk sometimes about um, green people having the 10 commandments of the green and, and they live by it in their head. I feel like that was his thing like this. And that's with society. I'll see a lot of green people do that. Like that doesn't make sense. Let's change it. So he, uh, he just got attached to that or whatever. So, so they feel like a couple that, he feels a little more serious than she does, yeah, which I think is it. funny. Just yeah. in general in life, like okay. he feels a little bit, I'm just getting their personality or how they interacted together. Like he feels more serious in a way that's kind of fun for, probably fun for her to poke on or, you know, like, so that that's, I get their dynamic is really cute, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. He has kind of like a more serious kind of patriarchal demeanor and she feels like a little silly so i think that's how they work together that little opposites attract situation but shared vision is let's use both of those qualities to shake it up if they didn't fall in love i don't know what would have happened you know yeah. what i mean if they didn't shake it up who knows you know yeah i mean i guess they could have easily just moved to a northern state and been done with it and that would have been it right yeah he feels like angry about something though i do i do feel that in his picture okay is that before I mean, and that's the thing. It's like when they're fighting. So I get like an anger on him. Yeah. Like an anger. But then it, before you said DUI, I should have said he, like, he felt murdered to me or something. But I guess that is 
what what happened to him. I guess you yeah. could say that. I mean, could you get anything from that, or is it too hard? He feels angry, angry, like is- annoyed, like you know, annoyed is like a very. Sometimes I'll get when people are taken out of their life too soon. On the other side, they're like annoyed, like I wasn't done yet. I had more stuff. To yeah, do. more stuff to do, which yeah. I bet they would have. Yeah, and like, I can see them having like a further. career with maybe even more speaking or more education or becoming, you know, talking about their experience and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I mean, that could, have. yeah. They, I mean, cause I think she retreated after that. Sure. You know, and, sure. Um, yeah. That's he, interesting. Well, he was like, he's, you know, he's green. So he could more organized in that, in that way, you know, like with the direction of their story. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, I mean, very fascinating. Story. Yeah. Very fascinating. Um, and a lot of courage. I can't imagine. Just what your life, the looks that you get, you know, just how uncomfortable it would be. (laughs) Just, just thinking as an empath, how uncomfortable that would be to just go, just know that, you know, the neighbor, you know, you just, everyone is just very, that they could deal with that is amazing and remarkable to me. And then they move back to it. They had kids, right? Yep, they had kids together. Okay, uh, I think they had a lot of kids. Oh wow! I might have it in my notes. But yeah, they I, they definitely had a lot of kids together. I, I don't. I just felt kids on them. That's yeah, why. they definitely have kids. Yeah, Aww. I think I think they had uh, two kids. Aww. I'm pretty sure they had two kids. I'm getting all the confused with all the amount of kids everyone had. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cu- well, you, the couples. I know this is hard, and that's I think part of like what we were talking about doing this um, podcast. You're like love stories, meh. you know what I mean? But it's it's you know yeah. All those details that maybe you're not used to paying attention to. Yes. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right. Well, the last couple we have, well, they walked the line. Right. <laughs> well, at least one of them did anyway. So that is, of course, Johnny Cash and June Carter, eventually June Carter Cash. Okay. All right. So uh, yep, we're back in Virginia here. Johnny Cash was born in Virginia. Oh, sorry, in Arkansas, and June Carter Cash was born in Virginia. Uh, they met at the Grand Old Opry in, uh, where's that, Nashville, outside of Nashville, right? After an Elvis concert, uh, I guess apparently Elvis was telling June that she's got to listen to this guy Johnny's music. Really? She's going to love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is in the 1950s. And when they first meet, well, maybe not soulmates like us. <laughs> We're not twin flames, as I've been told, but maybe some twin flame action going on here. I'll ask you. The instant attraction. They were both married, by the way, when they met. Of course. When Jude and Johnny met. Right. But when they first met each other, it was like this instant attraction to each other. Like, just fell in love instantaneously. (laughs) And I guess the people they were married to, well, (laughs) screw them. Yeah, too bad. We're we're twin flames. Oh, my God. Nothing else matters. Um so, I don't know. What, tell me about their auras. They got to be purples, right? You know, when I look at... Th- they're both... Okay, so she's purple-blue, and okay. he's green-purple. Okay. And I just get chemist. I mean, chemistry. That's what I get. Yeah. Which is a hard... I've explained it in the podcast sometimes before. Some couples, I'll just get, like, this electric feeling with you and your partner sometimes, which can be a little awkward. I'm like, ooh. You know, like, I get... Yeah. So, yeah, like, I get that with them. Very just passion. And probably, and and the kind of passion that people write about the, pa- the kind of passion that make people makes make people go mad, okay. like the kind of passion that you're like, this can't be real, like that kind of passion. So it definitely doesn't feel. The, the, I don't know, like all these other people. By the way, I should have said it. They all feel like soulmate connections. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah I should have said that. Like they all feel like soulmate so, so connections. Helen and Caesar Chavez soulmate. soulmate. Uh, the Lovings are soulmates, soulmates. the Currys are... Soulmates, that's what it feels like to me. And if you want to... I did a relationship inventory episode if you want to... But these guys like, are... They feel more like... Twin flame? Like kindred Kind-ed, okay. a little bit. Maybe a little twin flamey. It's okay. kind of walking the line. Yeah, ah, the line. Between the two of those. In a ring but of fire. It's hard because <laughs> I feel like... Um, 
they had a lot of, you know, ups and downs, obviously. And, and they both like purple bomb their lives to be together. So they both did purple bombs. Like they probably wanted, they probably both wanted excuses to get out of what they were already in, in their relationships. And then they kind of like found that in each other. Yeah. So it's that and the artistry and just like, he's green, purple, green, purples can be so intense. Um, Green, green, purple auras. I see a lot of rock star green, purple auras. I just watched that Pamela Tommy Lee documentary. Tommy Lee was a green, purple aura. Okay. So green, purple auras can be very intense, very passionate, very like controlling in a way. Um, not always bad. Just like, just, whoa, like he's really interested in these, like just very on top of you. And she's purple blue. So I feel like she's, she was like, whatever, you know, kind of more flex or like, eh, I don't know, chill or, you know, in out, it has to be won over a lot, that kind of thing. So it feels like they had a lot of ups and downs. But oh yeah. I yeah. mean, they made great music. Oh, they did. And, and they performed <laughs> together. Uh, another famous song in the ring of fire. Yeah. That's what she basically said. It was like being with, oh, wow. with Johnny. <laughs> so, uh, and the other thing, you know, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of movies I've made about them. So maybe yeah. you've seen some of them. But, you know, Johnny kept asking for her to marry him, and she kept saying no. And then finally, you know, in a a very famous concert on stage, he asked her in front of, like, 7,000 crazy fans. I should link that. That's cool. she finally said yes. So in 1968, they were married. But then we all know the story of Johnny Cash, that addiction, addiction, addiction. Oh, addiction, yeah. All these addictions, you know, drugs, prescription Um, drugs. Yeah. Every, you know, everything under anything and everything. He did oh, it. God. Infidelity, oh. you know, cheating, yeah. all this stuff. But they, but they remained married for 35 years. Wow. They were married for 35 years. Uh, and she died in 2003. Mm-hmm. And he, he died uh, only four months later. So, yeah. was, you know, and it was interesting during his last performance, you might get chills here. I'm already Ooh. getting them. His last performance of Ring of Fire. Uh, he basically told the crowd that she was there with them in spirit. <gasps> oh my god! And I believe him. I believe him too. I, believe I have chills. Him. Oh my god! Yeah, and and then he died four oh, months later. Wow. And you could probably know why. I mean, they probably couldn't live with you know. They couldn't he needed live her. apart. Yeah, he, he needed, he, he needed her. her. Yeah, yeah. And she was with him through all those addictions yes. and probably infidelities. Again, you, you know, yeah, can't say for sure. You know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Yeah, you know, crazy. it's like. Nothing's perfect. I don't, want to, I don't want to wrap that with a bow. No, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. It's really flipping interesting, though. Like, relationships like that, they're in, they're. <laughs> that's amazing it sustained. Yeah, for that long. You know, for, for yeah. that long, yeah. Probably because she was just going to put up with it. That yeah, was probably why. probably did. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know. But, um, but you can you can love somebody you can be in love you can love someone and they can love you and you can still hurt each other really badly that yeah. that and i t- i see that all the time in readings i'll be like man you know it's not love isn't the problem it's like how you treat someone you love how you treat yourself when someone loves you like why are you always trying to ruin it when someone loves you do you not feel worthy of it like what is that so it's so many different components to it but definitely um makes sense they were artists yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of purple going on there. Well, speaking of artists. Yes. Oh, okay. So we're wrapping this up. <laughs> All right. We're done with Johnny Cash and June Carter. We've completed our couples. They've been everywhere, man. Um, uh, that was it. But should we do it? All right. Let's do overtime. 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 Jumanji. All right. Here we go. Oh, rules of overtime. Rules of overtime. You tell them. You can go now. <laughs> You're allowed to leave. We're this, done. We don't have anything planned. Right. Our lesson plans are over. Our lesson plans are over. <laughs> and I don't know if, if somebody says something insulting. Sorry. Yeah, it's on you. Yeah, it's on you. <laughs> it's yeah. on so you. basically anything we say now, it's on you. It's not yeah. our fault. You could, you're free to leave. I actually asked one of the discussion groups. I'm like, do you guys all, you guys will all leave during overtime, right? They're like, no, that's our favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, here, I got, I got one. Okay. So the other day I'm watching an award show. I'm not even mentioning which one. It doesn't even deserve to be mentioned. The Grammys. I was watching the Grammys. Horrible show. And (laughs) so I go on TikTok, you know, which I do periodically once in a while. And I see you did a TikTok on Doji somebody doja? doja cat okay i don't know who this person is yeah but whatever it seemed like a nice tiktok <laughs> whatever I, I don't know who this is doja tiktok's cat. weird who names himself doja cat her name's doja cat Fine. right who names himself mr michaela all right so it's true doja cat. anyway so 
Uh, and I'm like, you know, and I guess she maybe she was up for a reward. I don't know. Did she did she get Grammys? Is this a Grammy? I don't person? know. I, I don't know. know. So I'm reading a couple of the comments, and someone, you know, and you did this whole thing about her doing like an aura. She's like an aura shield. shield. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. She's got a weird aura. Yeah, and then someone writes, "Well, that's because she's part of the Illuminati." <laughs> <laughs> just back it up. My just random on TikTok. <laughs> it is a weird world on there. Like anything I post. I don't know. Like, people say the weirdest stuff. And I, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Yeah. But I put up Doja Cat and everyone, all of a sudden, everyone's jumping on the, she's on the, the Illuminati, Illuminati train. Yeah. And you're like, what's that? Yeah. And I'm like, I've heard about that. But, you know, like, I always think it's like conspiracy stuff. And, I, yeah. and I'm like, hey, let me look. What is this? I <laughs> and then I'm like. And Brie gets involved. Yeah. Then I'm, she's I'm, like, oh, yeah. Everybody thinks she's part of the Illuminati. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. You know, <laughs> like our teenager. And I'm like, all right, what is this? And then I look at, I do some research on it. I'm like, it's, not, it's boring me, whatever. You know, this group that thought they'd rule the world. And, okay. You know, secret society stuff. Yeah, you said, that. what did you say about it? Yeah, it was, it actually died out, oh. they claim. But you know what? Then I'm thinking like, wait a second here. Wait a second. <laughs> this might explain stuff to so- this is the part of overtime where Scott might be a conspiracy TikTok theorist. I'll, you know, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. The only thing that makes sense to you. Yeah. because Why like, people care about this person or anybody on the Grammys. Well, so, okay. Yeah, all right. Here comes the red rancher okay. in overtime. This is like a double. Now, my problem with the Grammys, and I've said this before on the podcast, so it's overtime. You can leave. Is that... There are so many incredible singers out there. True. There's probably so many incredible singer songwriters, <laughs> guitarists that are listening to this podcast right now. It is true. That crush, absolutely destroy the, the people that are up for Grammys. Okay? You know, like Harry Styles. What is that music? What is that pop, nonsense, vanilla, garbage, sugar, watermelon high? I don't get it. There's definitely people better than him. God, this is a full on So what I'm saying is He's like, sweating. there's like people... Like Andy, what's that other guy? Andy Graham. Like, All right, I, nobody talks about him anymore. Right, you got that, it. You have to update like, your Red Rant stuff. Fine, fine. I updated to Harry Style. Okay, okay. fine. You did. Fine. <laughs> but I'm saying to myself, like, wait a second. Like, why are, who, like, who are these, like, how is that person above the other one? And I'm like thinking, maybe, well, maybe it's this Illuminati thing. Well, it's the only thing well, that we makes looked, sense. We looked it up because actually last year you had a horrific Red Rant about Justin Bieber with the, peach, oh, yeah. with the Peaches yes. song. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, couldn't And you were like, it. I don't get it. And you were pacing. It was very, we were very upset. Well, and yeah. we did look it up and it, it seems like record companies like, I mean, allegedly, I don't know if I have to say that. Like, it seems like you get buttered up to get the votes yeah, or a, whatever. It's a pay. It's a pay to win. It's a lot of, like, Eminem said, I saw his whole yeah, interview a, and yeah. Eminem said it too, like, like it's all it's a game yeah it's a game you know it's a hand a, a handshake game or whatever yeah. that's what a lot of them say. i think um the weekend guy said it the, the weekend he he was saying he won't even go he boycotted them. yeah so i think like it's a lot of people are saying it's, it's fake and you know and you know all that so yeah. you're not wrong but now you're taking it a step up and saying it's all like a conspiracy theory right because i always i always knew it was fake because how could it not be fake <laughs> when justin bieber's like anytime okay so basically what you're trying to tell me is anytime that justin bieber comes out with an album He's going to be a Grammy fi- finalist. Like, you know, I don't know if he'll win the award, but he's going to be in it. Right. Any single time. So I, any, I guess. Like any time yeah. that Harry Styles makes a, a new album, he's yeah. going to be up for album of the year. How yeah. is that possible? I know. I think it's record company. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I looked you, into you it. Would, you, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they pay, you know, who pays and who butters them up. And, right. And all this thing, because obviously Justin Bieber cannot win an award for singing a song about peaches in Georgia, which is a horrible song. It's just, it's not a good song. All right. So, but yeah. So now what happened was then Brie gets involved. Yeah. And then we start looking at these TikToks and the lot, they're so weird. Like they're like, join us to to be careful of the Illuminati. Like all like uh, the Simpsons, like you said, all these things, like all these symbols. And, you know, that, like, Katy Perry's a robot and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, maybe. Yeah. You're like, maybe. Like, that's the first thing that makes sense to me out of anything. Yes, that's correct. But, like, TikTok's crazy. Like, I saw a TikTok that left-handed people aren't real, that oh, it's fake. True. And you're left-handed. That's true. Are you making it up? I possibly could be not real. You <laughs> <laughs> think TikTok's so crazy. Well, like, but it's true. But, it, like, you put up certain artists. Like, people go nuts. No, I know. Like, I did a Beyonce TikTok too, and people were like Illuminati. Like people <laughs> go crazy. There's just some of them are just there's no talent there, and you wonder. And well, you and before the you know before TikTok, and 
before the, that I'm starting to believe they might be Illuminati, <laughs> I used to always just say, oh, they must have made some sort of deal with the devil. That was my go-to. You always I'm said like, that. oh, the devil came to them one day. You, you always did say that. Yeah, they were in a gazebo somewhere sitting there. The devil pops up. <laughs> like, what's that it's Keanu a, Reeves movie? Oh, yeah. I for, that no, one. the uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, Bedazzle. Bedazzle, That's yeah. such a great movie. Yeah, and I'm like, yes, that's what's happening here. You know, <laughs> someone walks up to Harry Styles and is like, hey, you know, you're going to be the pop star of the year, but after this is over, you know, you owe me your soul. Right. And, and I'm like, that made sense to me. You know, that made sense. Devil's Advocate. Devil, okay. That was, where he, yeah, that's what you thought it was. And, yeah. But you've always said that since I met you. Yes, I've been always saying this, like, Pitbull, you know, <laughs> how, this guy just jumps around like a little bean and... <laughs> He's like Mr. Worldwide. I mean, really? People? Yeah. What? what? You've, you've had that right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I always thought it was, they made a deal with the devil. But, but now this makes, this is like your updated theory that they're Illuminati. Theory is they might be Illuminati. Or they could be like AI or robot Some, or planted. Yeah, there's something going on. So I think you should start your own TikTok channel. I, I could. I could. <laughs> you expose the Illuminati, AI, alien, lizard people, like go yeah. for it. All right. <laughs> It'd probably be very popular on there. Uh, probably. So that's what happens. I can't even watch the Grammys. Like, I'm watching the Grammys. Oh, Harry Styles, like, walking on, you know, in, in his glitter suit or whatever. Yeah. And he looked like a tinsel lot of Christmas trees. But then he won, and everyone's like, get off the stage. And you were, like, dying. You're like, are they telling him to get off the stage? <laughs> they were. And then, well, he came out in tinsel. Who and then you're the tinsel? only one in Ben Affleck's corner. Yeah. I- <laughs> I think he was all grumpy there. I know this is like what happened weeks ago or whatever now. It but, did. I know. By the time this comes I, out, nobody cares. I, I watched it for two minutes and I was grumpy. You... I was just sitting there and I, it made me grumpy. I had to turn on Gilmore Girls just to get over it. So I just felt bad. I felt bad for Jen, Jennifer Lopez though. I mean, like this is her bread and butter. Like she, yeah, you know, but, like tr- slap on a smile for your she, wife. Couldn't she have just brought Matt Damon? Like it's sad. Like, <laughs> hey, like they have like an arrangement. Like Affleck tells Damon, like, hey, you take this one. Right. I'll get the next awards. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. You and, take her. Okay. All right. So that was over. All right. That was over. Scott just had to tell you that he's a conspiracy theorist now. I possibly believe that the Illuminati <laughs> is running the Grammys. Wow. <laughs> you possibly believe it. I possibly. Not 100%, but I possibly believe it. All right. Okay. This podcast is for you and about you, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. 